Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. To all veterans of all branches, thank you for your sacrifice, your bravery, and the example you set for us all. 77 WABC and the Tunnel to Towers Foundation honor our veterans on Veterans Day and every day. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Veterans Day weekend here at WABC. We will be... Offering special programming all weekend long and invite you to keep your radio set right here. In fact, on today's program, we're going to speak with a woman who has been very instrumental in making sure that veterans from World War II have a chance before they close their eyes for the last time to visit Normandy. Many of them served in D-Day that have gone back over again, and some of them, the last time they saw those shores, they were under fire from the Germans, and they participated in freeing the world from Nazism. The name of her group is Forever Young Vets. And you have to understand that these are not young men anymore at all. Of course, most of the generation, the greatest generation, has died already, many of them, like my dad who served in World War II in the Korean War. Uh, If you look at it now, we're approaching 80 years. 80 years since D-Day. And many of those who participated have already gone to their reward. But for those that remain, many of them 100 years old in some cases, this group is still taking veterans over and recognition of their service. And so on Veterans Day, we thank all American veterans who have given so much in sacrifice to this nation. Turning to the news, my friends, and if you want to be part of the program today, as always, you can reach us at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The FBI, we learned today, seized Eric Adams' telephones. And, yes, they did. Mm-hmm. I have, I have the story right here. FBI agents seized Mayor Eric Adams' electronic devices early this week in what appeared to be a dramatic escalation of a federal corruption investigation into whether his 2021 campaign conspired with the Turkish government and others to funnel money into its coffers. Two people, two people, with knowledge of the matter said. The FBI agents approached the mayor on the street and asked his security detail to step away. Can you imagine what a beautiful moment that must have been 
if you're looking at it just in, in terms of the theatrics. Certainly a, a moment of a WT-something moment for the mayor. <clears throat> the FBI agents approached the mayor on the street. Then they asked the security detail, hey, hey, you guys with the guns, get away from here. Step back. We need the mayor. They, the FBI agents, climbed into his SUV with him and pursuant, I love that word, pursuant, pursuant to a court-authorized warrant, took his devices. Mr. Mayor, give me your phones. Oh, you got an iPad there? We'll have that too. Do you have an iWatch? We'd like your iWatch. I don't know whether he had an iWatch or not, but at least two cell phones and an iPad. Now, these have since been returned to the mayor. They returned it to him within a matter of days. Law enforcement investigators with a search warrant can make copies of the data on devices they after they seize them. So they shook down the mayor for his telephones, his iPad, carted them away. A few days later, okay, here they are. We're going to have them back. We don't need them anymore. We've got copies of everything that's on your phone, mate. Oh, you don't have any naughty pictures on there because we have those too. Well, 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 isn't this just juicy? It is not immediately clear whether the agents referred to the fundraising investigation when they took the mass devices. The surprise seizure of Mr. Adams' devices was an extraordinary, extraordinary development. Extraordinary. And it appeared to be the first direct instance of the campaign contribution investigation touching the mayor. Mr. Adams, a retired police captain, said on Wednesday that he is so strident in urging his staff to follow the law that he can almost be annoying. He laughed at the notion that he had any potential criminal exposure. Isn't that odd? Because the other day... I read a report that he had hired this big-time criminal lawyer. I mean, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't have any risk of being exposed to anything, then why would you go out and hire a lawyer? A criminal lawyer, that a big defense lawyer. Well, we'll see. Now, the aide that has been his former intern, Brianna Suggs, hasn't spoken publicly since she was raided by the FBI. And you remember all this happened the day that he was supposed to sit down with Joe Biden. He has been clamoring for a sit down with Joe Biden to talk about all this migrant business. Got all these migrants here in my city. I can't afford them. Joe, I need your help. I need your help. He's been saying that for months. Went down there to D.C., was supposed to have to sit down with Joe moments before it happened. Oops, I got to go. I just got a call. I've got some things to do back in New York. Rushed home, and everybody was wondering, what happened, man? What happened? Why, why'd you leave? 
turned out his ace friend had gotten raided. His campaign gal had gotten raided for the FBI. And now he says, ha, 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 I didn't do anything. I have no, nobody's going to touch me. I've, I, I'm always saying follow the law. Meanwhile, he's hiring an attorney. Well, okay. So anyway, yes, the FBI took, took, mer- took. They, they, they didn't just say, hey, give us your iPhone. Give us your phones. And give us, a, you've got an iPad. Give us that iPad, too. Don't hold anything back. We'll get it back to you. We're just going to copy everything that's on it. We're going to go through your life on your phone. That's all I said. Well, I hope that the picture's on that phone, you know? Because pictures can, well. Moving on to other news. For those of you, and I know that people out in this audience know someone that works in Elise Stefanik's office. And would you just please tell Elise Stefanik, thank you. Ms. Stefanik, the number three Republican leader, has filed an ethics complaint against Judge Arthur Engron on today, this morning. She sent a letter to the New York State Commission on Judicial Conduct. I write today to express, she says, my serious concerns about the inappropriate bias and judicial intemperance shown by Judge Arthur E. Ingron in New York's lawsuit against President Donald J. Trump and the Trump Organization. This judge's bizarre behavior has no place in our judicial system, where Judge Ingron is not honoring the defendant's right to due process and a fair trial. <clears throat> Those of you, now I know the rap on Elise. Oh, you know, Elise is not as conservative as she could be. Elise, hey, first of all, we've had Elise, Elise on the show. I like, I happen to like Elise Stefanik very much, and I happen to respect Elise Stefanik very much. And Elise has shown us what no one else in that party has shown us with this. She's actually doing something to register in, an, in, in a way that could be, you know, maybe it won't have that much of an effect, but who knows. But at least she's not sitting on the sidelines saying nothing about the frustrations that all of us that have wanted a fair trial All of us have had the frustration looking at the way that this judge, this Democrat Party political hack, in my opinion, has run this trial. So good for you, Elise Stefanik, showing leadership. I had asked during the speaker's race why no one was mentioning Elise Stefanik as a House speaker. I am not unhappy with the House Speaker. In fact, there is a major hit job on politi- in Politico today. Prints out to 29 pages, and I have all of them. <clears throat> I didn't even intend to bring this up just yet. This goes to this whole business 
with the Convention of States. We've talked about that here before. I pulled it out. I might as well find the story when we get back. I talked about it. I hadn't intended. I had intended on holding this one until tomorrow, maybe, for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. But this, and the headline of it, is so egregious. They're going after him. Here it is. This thing, it won't even make a noise on the mic. It's so many pages. The headline of that story. Inside Mike Johnson's ties to a far right movement to gut the Constitution. So that headline in itself should disqualify anybody that knows anything about this issue from thinking that it could be a fair article. It is not. It's written by a woman named Laura Jadid some freelance journalists who work for the New Republic, Rolling Stone. What do the New York, what, what do the New Republic and the Rolling Stone have in common? Yeah, well, for those people that follow journalism, they've been duped with fake reporting. And New York Magazine. And this story goes on to claim that the Convention of the State movement has sought to remake the Constitution and force a Tea Party vision of the framers' intent upon America. This group wants to wholesale rewrite wide swaths of the U.S. Constitution in one fell swoop. No, what they want to do is have a Convention of the States, what they're saying. That's what they want. And you know what? The Constitution of the United States allows it. So they don't want to gut the Constitution as this erroneous, biased, bigoted, left-wing headline says they want to use the Constitution to improve the Constitution would be their view. Now, let me just say this. I have not endorsed the Convention of the States. I have gone on record and said I think that in certain instances earlier on, In this program, I said, I think this is not a good idea. And then I amended that statement to say, I am thinking about it and rethinking my position on it because of where we are. And please do not send me those direct messages. And every every time I do this, I get direct messages telling me why I ought to be in favor of it. I don't want to read them. I don't want to be pressured by anybody. I can make up my own mind. And I have been doing a lot of reading. But this article is egregious. It totally misrepresents what the Convention of the States is about. It tries to slam it as some kind of far right wing nutty idea when in fact the ideas, if anyone bothers to ever read the Constitution, it's actually in the Constitution that this is a mechanism that can be used to amend the Constitution. To have the states do a constitutional convention. That is totally a rational idea. Now, is it a dangerous political idea? I tend to think it might be, given the fact that liberals kick our behinds in almost every organized thing that they do and we do. 
But that is not even the primary issue. To smear, to try to smear the speaker and to try to smear this movement, this movement for whether you agree with it or not, is put together by people who actually care about this country, who actually have bothered to read the Constitution, and who know that the Constitution allows for such a thing to happen. Political, this is just another cheap, tawdry smear. You ought to be ashamed of yourselves. But of course they're not, because that would require some kind of a conscious. Elton John, Sir Elton Two months, so you might be hearing this song in a little while, for two months, starting on this day in 1973, two months, this song was the number one song in America, number one album in America, Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. It wasn't always entitled Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. One of the first titles they thought of was Vodka and Tonics and Sonnet Movies. I don't know. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road is a little bit better. And this is an iconic album from The Sir. Coming back on Veterans Day weekend here on WABC. 800-848-9222. Nerdly Rush on 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. 77 WABC and the Tunnel to Towers Foundation honor our veterans. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Chuck, 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 gone. Chuck, gone. Chuck, gone. Chuck, gone. Shaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Shaka Khan. Let me rock it, it's all I want to do. Shaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Shaka Khan. Let me rock it, let me feel for you. Shaka Khan, what you do, what you want to do. Do you feel for me, the way I feel for you. Shaka Khan, let me tell you what I want to do. I want to love you, want to hug you, want to squeeze you too. And let me take it in my arms, let me feel you with my charm, Shaka. Cause you know that I'm the one to keep you warm, Shaka. I make it more than just a physical dream. I want to rock you, Shaka, baby, cause you make me want to scream. Let me rock you, Shaka. 1984. 
Solo artist after leaving Rufus, Chaka Khan is at number one. With this one, written by, of course, Prince. Stevie Wonder on harmonica. Grandmaster Melly Mel doing the rap. Now that rap at the beginning... The repetition of her name was a digital mistake at first. But Arif Martin, the amazing Arif Martin, heard the mistake and said, you know what? We're keeping that. You have all this energy. You have Chaka. You have Stevie, Melly Mel, and, of course, Prince. And the legendary... Producer Arif Martin with the voice of Chaka Khan on WABC. My friends, my fellow 77 WABC listeners, listen, please support veterans and their families this Veterans Day by donating to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. All you have to do is to go to WABCRadio.com slash T to T in order to donate. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation do all they can to support veterans of this great nation. You can help. You can show your support for them, for Tunnel to Towers, and for the veterans on this Veterans Day. You can go and Veterans Day, we're celebrating today. I am celebrating Veterans Day on Veterans Day, the 11th of November, which is tomorrow on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, you can go to wabcradio.com slash T2T and donate. Also, let me tell you, 77 WABC is very, very proud to support the Lee Greenwood concert experience. That's going to be Sunday, November 12th. That's what we're celebrating Veterans Day all weekend long. You can send a veteran and their guest to see Lee Greenwood's all-star concert experience. I had a great conversation with Lee Greenwood at Mar-a-Lago. I was at some event, and Lee Greenwood and I met up, and we knew who each other was. We gave each other big hugs, had great talk with each other. He's such an amazing guy. But you can go to see Lee Greenwood's all-star experience, receive the DVD version for yourself for a $50 contribution. Learn more, support a veteran now, and you can adopt a veteran. Adoptaveteran.com. Please go to Tower to, Tunnel to Towers Foundation, T to T. You can go to WABCRadio.com slash T to T. Make a donation. Support your veterans, your veterans, our veterans, America's veterans. And this wonderful organization, Tunnel to Towers. Tunnel to Towers has done so much. You hear Rudy talk about it all the time on his show. I don't talk about it as often, but let me tell you something. In the aftermath of 9-11, if you know the origin story of T2T, it is one of the most beautiful origin stories of any group doing that kind of work. Rush Limbaugh was so involved with it. Rudy is so involved with it. They have done so much good. So much good to people who need it the most, whether they are veterans 
whether they are the members of, of, of first responders who have lost their spouses and lost their loved ones, this organization is doing incredible work, simply incredible. And you can help that work. You can help our veterans today on Veterans Day. Well, I've talked myself right out of a segment, have I? Okay, I must tell you this before we have to take our next break. I have to tell you this. Yesterday, I mentioned the story as it was starting. Today, my friends, it is full-blown, grab the panties and bunch them up, hysteria on the Democrat side. Their undies are bunched up. Let me just read some of the headlines, shall I? This is a delight. Remember, two or three days ago, they were talking about how, oh, Republicans, we skunked them in the election. Those stinky loser Republicans. Now listen to these headlines. This is from the mighty New York Times. With Manchin out, Democrats' path to holding the Senate is narrow. This one is from where? This is from Axios. Why Manchin's retirement is Democrats' worst nightmare. This one is in the Hill. Manchin's retirement, a buzzkill for Senate Democrats' 2024 hopes. This one comes from the Wall Street Journal. Will Joe Manchin run for president? Democrats fear a disaster. Yes, my friend, their undies are in a wad. They're bunched up. They are running scared. Old Joe Manchin has pulled the carpet out underneath their dreams. They're worried about losing the Senate. They're worried about losing the presidency. They're worried West Virginia's going. They even say, we don't even have a Democrat that can run, especially if that guy, Justice, that governor runs now for the Senate. We don't even have anybody to put up that can win. We're going to lose West Virginia. Yes, you are. You're going to lose West Virginia. Unless, of course, you find some magic way to pull it out. (laughs) But you're going to lose West Virginia, barring... Well, you know. The earth, earth, wind, and fire take us in. This is the birthday of Allie Willis. She, Allie Willis, wrote, co wrote with Maurice and others. This song, also Boogie Wonderland, I'll Be There For You by the Rembrandts, which is, guess what, the theme from Friends. An amazing songwriter inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2018. She died age 72. Heavenly birthday today for Allie Willis, American great songwriter. Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Land of the free, courtesy of the brave. 77 WABC and the Tunnel to Towers Foundation honor our veterans. Birthday today, 1954. Mario Cipollina. He's the basis for Huey Lewis and the news. You remember this one from the 80s, 1985, number one single in the United States of America. On WABC right now as we have continuous programming all Veterans Day weekend honoring our veterans is Diane Hyde. Now, Diane was introduced to me by a very dear friend of mine, Jay Hoffman. He's a Hollywood mogul out there. And because of the great work that she and he and others are doing to, ladies and gentlemen, honor our World War II veterans in a very special way, the name of the group is Forever Young Vets. Diane, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. You are quite welcome. Please tell us what Forever Young Vets does. Well, we honor veterans 65 and older. So are the older guys and gals. Uh, we grant individual wishes for them, and we also return them to the places where they fought. And that would include the honor flights that we have seen where you're taking, in some cases, the and they are dwindling in number, the veterans from World War II, the older vets from World War II. You've taken well, many of them over to uh, to Normandy. Yes. Uh, we also take them to Washington, D.C. for four nights. But when we go to Normandy, of course, uh, we spend a week. We have been on 56 trips. We've been to Normandy nine times, and we're going to be going for the 80th anniversary, which will be our 10th trip. We have been to Belgium, where the Battle of Bulge took place uh, nine times. We've been to Italy, England, to Hawaii, uh, Pearl Harbor uh, eight times. And we've also done some individual wishes. We sent an Iwo Jima Marine back to Iwo Jima for the 70th anniversary and also an Okinawa Marine back for his 70th. Tell us what tell us what the reaction is. You've you've seen these vets. How do and I'm sure it's a varied reaction, of course. But tell us some it, what do you remember the most about the reaction that you've had from these veterans when they are back on the shores of these lands where they fought and risked their lives. It's very interesting because often when we're on our way over there, you can almost feel the nervousness. And I think it's because in their minds, when they think about World War II, they they think that's where they're going. They uh, they just feel the fear and the bullets and the chaos. 
But when we get there and they see this beautiful restored land and they see the French or the Belgians or whoever uh, almost on the ground worshiping them and saying, thank you for saving France, it changes everything. It gives them a new image in their minds. And when we are going back, you should see the difference in them. They are happy and lighthearted and laughing. You can just see that the burden has been lifted. And a lot of the family members will say to us, well, we just can't get over how different our dad is. We have a much better relationship. He's more playful and outgoing. It's just been a miracle. Wow. I imagine that part of the time there, you have some members that are also looking to visit some of their lost comrades. And they're at least, have you experienced that as well? Absolutely. Uh, You know, I've had people say to us, well, it's so wonderful that you take them on a vacation. (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, no, this isn't a vacation. It's the opposite of that. The number one reason that they want to go over there seriously is they want to make peace with their comrades that did not come back and they want they they do say this you know have i lived my life in a manner to make you proud because they didn't get to come home and they want them to be proud of them and so it is a time for them to make peace with everything it's wonderful work uh diane how can people help you help the veterans Well, we are going to the 80th anniversary in June. We have the most amazing men going with us. We have three D-Day vets. We have two more that are thinking about going. We have Normandy vets, the vets that fought all the way through France and Belgium. And we need people to partner with us and to help us sponsor these heroes. I mean, this is going to be the last hurrah. I mean, it is going to be such a big deal so if anyone would like to join us in helping us honor these guys, it would mean everything to us. If if people could go to our website at foreveryoungvets.org and, and contact us, it would be a blessing to our vets. Diane, thank you, and you are a blessing to the vets, I'm sure, and you're a blessing to a lot of people who didn't think that they would have a chance to ever go back and see these places. You mentioned some of the theaters of war that they've been in, and you've been in quite a few. It must have touched your life in, in, in an amazing way, too, I imagine. It's been unbelievable. My dad became an alcoholic after World War II. I watched him suffer, but we didn't know anything about PTSD back in those days. And I'm doing this for him. I've never taken a salary This is my gift to my dad, is to be able to bring healing to his comrades. I mean, he died young. I was never able to help him. So just being able to do this in his memory, it it just makes me so happy. And I know that he knows that it's going on, and he's happy, too. God bless you, Diane. Thank you for the amazing work you're doing. Thank you. We appreciate you. you. And the name of the organization, again, is Forever Young Vets. Remember that, as you also remember Tunnel to Towers today. They are doing so much to help our veterans. You have a lot of love here on WABC for Americans Vets, and you can help with all of it.
You go to wabcradio.com slash T2T. You can donate there. You can also look up Diane's group, Forever Young Vets. They're doing amazing work, too. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, let's get to the telephones very quickly. Maureen, I saw you call here. I asked him, please tell you, don't hang up. I'm glad you didn't. Your call looks interesting to me. Tell us what's on your mind. Well, respectfully, conservatives across the board waste too much time complaining, preaching to the choir. What's the point? We're not going to. We have to stop complaining and start doing. What are we going to do about it? How do we go forward from now? I mean, let's, let's, how do we get movement? You know, and even before that, there's probably a little bit of an in-between point of what are we dealing with? We're not just dealing with an old man. This mental health issues, values, judgment, criminal activity. Let's be clear what we're dealing with. Maybe we even got to come up with unusual solutions to this unusual situation. A congressional pair, uh, 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 panel or something. How do you go about suspending a, a president's uh, uh, powers on major decisions? I mean, he's getting us into World War Three. So they were going to, um, uh, what is it? I forget the number for for Trump for mental health issues. If he wasn't in his, look at this guy. So right. we're wasting time complaining is my point. We have to start doing something, come up with ways to move forward. Well, okay. So now that you've complained about the fact that we're complaining, let's talk about how we move, how we move forward. Sure. First of all, well, first of a, all, first yeah. of all, I love what yeah. you, something that you said here, and if I may just do it, conservative media, conservatives, we got to stop moving on from this idea of highlighting that Joe Biden's an idiot. Actually, look, he may be all of that that you say. He may be old. He may be that. But look what this administration has done and look what they are doing. So rather than focusing so much on Joe Biden as the issue because he's um, because he is aged, because he's in decline, because of all of that. Look at the policies, everything from energy policies to his economic record that has it is hurting Americans every single time they go into the store. Every time they go into the store and they come out with fewer items than they were able to purchase before he was in, in office, every single day across this nation, his policies are hurting America. And so one of the things that can happen here, Maureen is absolutely right, focus on the issues, not the personality. It is true. And part of that is is what you said, the corruption issue. Yes, that's one, but that's just one. The corruption issue doesn't hurt Americans. It hurts our sense of honor. It hurts our sense of respect for the government. It hurts the ability to say that we have a rule of law that is respected. But what really hurts Americans is what's going on in their pocketbooks and what's going on in their neighborhoods, the criminals that are roaming the streets, all of these things. This migrant crisis and how it's affecting everything, the drug crisis, fentanyl, all of these are the issues that are affecting people's lives. And those are things that we can focus on as we go out. And we can't just go out to neighborhoods where it's, we're in a Republican neighborhood. If we don't start making inroads, and I talked about this with Andy Giuliani yesterday, if we don't start making inroads into neighborhoods that Republicans stay away from, how are you ever going to affect change? You have to persuade. And so I wanted to take your call to, because you, I think, have a great point here, Maureen, and I thank you for bringing it up. We have to check in with Lou Dobbs now here on WABC. It's time for Lou Dobbs. We're going to come back, grab some more of your calls, and remind you that WABC and Tunnel to Towers all weekend long.
supporting the veterans this Veterans Day weekend. Today is another heavenly birthday, or the birthday, actually. He's still with us, Jim Gilstrap. Session musician, amazing session musician. But that was his voice you just heard opening You Are the Sunshine of My Life with Stevie Wonder. He's worked with Stevie, Michael Jackson, Keith Moon, Joe Crocker, Starship, Willie DeVille, and others. Birthday today for Jim Gilstrap, amazing session musician. As we salute America's music every day here on WABC. Coming back, more of your calls after we check in with Lou Dobbs. Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush. Now here's Bo Snerdly. 77 WABC and the Tunnel to Towers Foundation honor our veterans. On this day in 2002. We lost Johnny Griffin, keyboard player, member of the Funk Brothers. That was Motown's in-house studio band. The Funk Brothers played on so many hits, including this one. Worked on Marvin's I Heard It Through the Grapevine, The Supreme Stop in the Name of Love, Martha and the Vandellas, so many others. The Funk Brothers, they have their own records, too, that were released just a few years back. Also, would be remiss if we don't tell you that today's the day that we honor in death Gerald Levert. Levert died at a young age, 40 years old, only 40 years old. Son of The son of, of course, the OJ's Eddie Levert. And he had his own trio, Levert. You remember his big hit, Casanova. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, presents Rapid Phones. Let's start with Debbie in Staten Island. Debbie, how are you? I'm great, James. Love your music. Love you. You're an all-around 100% guy. So my, my question to you is, do you think that because Eric Adams was going to Washington, D.C. to talk to the corrupt administration about the invasion that uh, he sent the FBI after him because you don't go against the family. I am so happy that you asked that question, Debbie. I am so happy you asked it. Yes, is the answer. Look, we will never be able to prove this. What are the chances? This guy, Eric Adams, was begging Joe Biden, you better do something. Joe, come on, Joe. He had started ragging Joe Biden in public. You're not doing enough. Then Governor Hochul kind of joined in and chimed in just a little bit. 
Eric Adams stirred it up. He got other mayors to go down. They all go down to Washington for the big meeting. He's finally going to get a chance to tell Joe face-to-face. Remember, Biden had come to town and snubbed him, didn't even see him. So he goes to Washington. He's going to get to the White House. He's going to get to the big house. That's what they used to call the house on the big, the, that big White House on the plantation. So Eric Adams is going to go to the White House, the white White House, and he's going to meet white Joe Biden, who is the head of the big show. And he's going to tell Joe like it is. And then moments before he gets to the white White House to meet white Joe, all of a sudden, your campaign is in trouble. We got your girl. You better get home, Eric. By the way, Eric, we want your phones and we want your iPad, too. That did not happen by accident. You are so prescient. Tom in New Jersey, you are up next. Hey, you know, uh, I got to tell you, James. um, Well, I'm going to call you the Melvin Franklin of WABC Radio. I hope you're not offended by that. I am not. It's an honor to be called that. (laughs) I figured you will. Uh, my fa- I, I'm calling to pay honor to my own father, who would have been 101 today. Uh, combat infantry, Battle of the Metz in uh, northwest uh, France, Battle of the Bulge. Uh, and he came home safely. <clears throat> and <clears throat> he never talked about it. Until I was uh, 31 or so, we went for a walk one day, and he goes, oh, my God, Uh, they were up to here. I said, Dad, what do you mean by this? He goes, the bodies, the bodies, the Americans, the Germans, everybody. It was just awful. And, um, and of course, that was before I was born. And then uh, years later, 1998, we go to a... uh, I took him and my mom and my kids to a, a hotel adjoining suites, and uh, I, I walk out. Now, this is 1990. You have to hurry because we're out of time. We're running out of time. Tell us what happened. 1998. I see all these bottles on the table. I said, Mom, is this for your blood pressure? And she goes, no, it's for Daddy. He's been having nightmares. Oh, no. Well, let me tell you something. We're going to have to leave it on that note. But I'm glad you decided to honor your dad today here with us. And to all veterans everywhere, we honor you on WABC. We love you. And we thank you. And we are in awe of you. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your families, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, back tomorrow, 7 a.m. for Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Bye. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.